This is Managing E-Learning with Dr. John Ellickson and Matt Herpold. Welcome to Managing E-Learning. I'm very excited today to introduce our guest, Deb Stone, the Assistant Director of Continuing Education at AVMA. Deb, how are you today? I'm fine, Matt. So, so good to be with you today. Deb, Deb we need to stop doing this. We just, just meet, meet too often on Zoom. <laughs> That's true. One day, John, one day soon is a coming, right? Right. I was really disappointed that we couldn't do our session on digital transformation uh, in, I think it was Dallas, wasn't it? Yes, indeed. Indeed. Well, I do believe there's a virtual version of that. And again, right. one day, like looking at next year, uh, hopefully we'll be able to make that happen. Right. Speaking of digital transformation, that's what we want to touch on a little bit today. I'm going to start off with the definition here, and then I'll swing it over to you, John. Digital transformation is the process of using digital technologies to create new or modify existing business processes, culture, customer experiences to meet the changing businesses and market requirements. Yeah. So, Deb, give us an idea of how you, in your digital transformation at AVMA, tell me about how you dealt with your executives uh, in terms of how you handle change management. Maybe you can talk specifically about the various projects the association did to move towards a digital environment. Yeah, that's really loaded. And I really, really like the memories I have of that experience. Uh, Although it wasn't always very easy, it was still very, very important process that we went through. And before AVMA had our digital education platform, Axon, up and running. ABMA did have some digital education, did webinars, and, and those webinars were really placed behind the member wall. And ABMA realized how important that next step was to actually build a digital education platform. They knew that was important. They knew that for a number of years, actually. It's just a matter of, as I'm sure folks can relate, okay, where do you start? How do you do it? It's overwhelming. How do you get this buy-in from the company? What's the ROI? All those questions that a, a business and, and folks would have when you're making a really important um, decision and uh, something that will be uh, you know, a, a decent investment uh, to uh, between time, equity, and money uh, to really um, you know, give that um, time, equity, money into the, the, the project. So we did have, we did, we, in the early days, we did have some digital, uh, digital items available when we decided to build this our platform axon, we wanted a few things to change. We we wanted to, to you know to show that member value because we have more than ninety seven thousand members with the ABMA and growing. We wanted to, again make sure our members saw value in this and help them with education. They're they're very busy professionals, and if we could provide uh, quality a- a- education on demand twenty four seven at their convenience. Um, and lives as well and certificate programs and, and have a variety of, of educational opportunities. We wanted to bring that to them. For our audience listening, can you describe your typical members? Most of the members are, are veterinarians and in the United States. And we also have other members as well. There's going to be some affiliate members and, you know, that, uh, that, that may not be um, you know, veterinarians. Um, but mainly it will be veterinarians. AVMA has been very, very important as far as really helping the veterinary community help with um, 
help with resources to help them practice in the day in the life of, of communicating with their team members, communicating with clients, and, and really treating pets the best they can. So AVMA has been a tremendous resource for so many veterinary professionals. So I, I assume we're going to focus in today on the learning platform story, but were there other initiatives that involved digital transformation and AVMA or should we just focus on this one and sort of use this as a model? I would say that, you know, as I mentioned, the, we did have some, some digital courses before Axon, but I'll tell you, it really blossomed uh, when, we de- we, when we developed Axon. And I, I do believe when I mean blossoming, I mean the, the leads, the division leads throughout AVMA really saw opportunities to build these courses with important information um, it, it, like they never had before. And so it really opened people's eyes. And, and they really once, I'll tell you something that when you're looking at getting buy-in and you're looking at such an important decision, you may have heard my mantra here, when they can see it, they get it. And I, and I really mean that. In other words, when you're pulling people together, what is this thing we're building? You know, how much different, different is it than what we already have? Well, when you can show them what this could be, then they get it and they actually there's buy-in and then they want part of it. They want to be part of the build. And so that's where we are now. So there's so many folks that are so interested in having real estate on Axon. It's like, it's like, okay, hold on now. So, so it's very exciting to see this blossoming over a two-year period that didn't really exist before Axon. Again, we did have some digital product, products, but not to the extent of where we're going now. Would you say that the majority of the products before two years ago were – CE based? Were they more just member kind of knowledge sharing webinars just to give some details on kind of that pre-transformation steps? Sure. There, there were, again, there were um, webinars, re- recordings. Um, and again, I, I don't recall all of what happened over the many years throughout time, um, but there were uh, CE opportunities and ba- basically educational, um, education, veterinary on, on veterinary medicine, to help veterinarians really, you know, keep up with you know, some of the, the current practices, the best practices. So again, like I said, we really kind of blossomed, went from what, what may have been an on-demand um, webinar uh, to something that is really alive and interactive now. So if we move down the timeline a little bit and we look at those first steps when we're talking about that digital technology transformation, what were the first steps when you guys were looking at kind of making that growth, taking those steps together? It was a, it was quite um, quite a journey, and and I, I really I, I I think back fondly of it. Actually, I do. I mean, like I said, it wasn't easy, but I think back fondly of it because I think what was really very helpful is when the AVMA we were talking about having more digital education other than what we had, and being intentional, having this space where folks can actually peruse through a catalog to get their CE twenty four seven at their convenience. Um, what I saw when we had those discussions and solved the possibilities and we brought the division leads together to be part of that process and then having a voice and asking those questions about what is this and really just being very transparent with the process and what would be that member benefit. Also, could we potentially look at non-revenue, non, uh, non-member dues, right? What about that, you know, non-dues revenue, rather, I'm sorry, the non-dues revenue, what the, could that be a possibility? That wow, that would be something we didn't have as well as before. We also what about collaborative opportunities with with other organizations too. So we're looking at those three those three main things: member value, um, 
non-dues revenue as well as collaborative opportunities. And we have been successful as far as working in all of those three areas. And I, what I really like so much is that all the people that were there, that core group, that core group with the vision leads, they're looking now and they've fully embraced um, the digital education platform, Axon. So uh, you formed a committee. That's the first step, form a committee. And tell us a little bit about the decision to form a committee and who was on it. Yes. So uh, there were a few folks that uh, who were talking about digital education and who had been more in the know of, had experience with other LMSs, you know, out there, other associations that had, that had, had an LMS available. I was, I was one of the, one of those, um, the, the, the key people, the beginning people to have the discussions um, in our, in a court, in a small group. And we knew we wanted to have that, that buy-in. We knew we needed that buy-in. We knew we just, we it just couldn't be a small group making the decision. We knew we were going to communicate and we wanted that. So all the division leads were many uh, leads from divisions across AVMA. We brought them together. I'm going to say about 12 folks came together uh, with a variety of expertise and to be able to provide questions and uh, uh, to for us and um, and then help us along the way as far as moving forward with the RFP processes and all. So we had a core digit group about the twelve folks, and then we developed we decided what we wanted from an from a digital education platform. What do we want? We, then we went through an RFP process, which we, we we went through an exhaustive RFP process, and then we all got together again and decided to. To, we decided the partner we're going to work with. So that took a, that took several several months and making sure that we we're all very transparent and working together. And the, the folks being part of that that discussion really helped with the, with the buy-in and moving this forward. I'm curious whether you looked at what other groups were doing in your space, whether you found anything that you wanted to model, anybody that was successful, that kind of thing. Tons of work, tons of reach out sessions with associations, some of our friends are that we, we in the associations that we knew we talked to them about what are you doing with LMSs and and you'll hear me go back and forth from LMS to digital education platform it's really truly known as LMS but again we've chosen to call this a digital education platform so if I go back and forth that's really what I'm re- uh, referring to yes we reached out to our other association friends about how'd you do it are you doing it are you in the middle of it here's our stories what worked what didn't work many associations we work we um, connected with to to learn from this was the first for ADM and we we knew we didn't even know what all questions to ask. So it was it was imperative to to reach out to other folks who have been through the process or going through the process. Uh, some folks, some associations have gone through uh, um, this a number of times. They may may have may have been on their third platform. Some again were midstream. So that was critical to really learn so that we knew what we didn't know. So as you looked at other things that your group was doing. Um, I don't know. Do you have a journal? Do you have a journal that you publish? Yes, we do. And was that, so that went through, I'm sure their own, their, their digital digitization or whatever, I'm, I'm assuming getting that on the web, other things like a social media platform. Did you, did you have one of those where you had, you know, whether you had a list listserv or whether you had a discussion forum? Yes. And, and, and I know I've talked about earlier about some of the digital education products we had mainly educationally um, uh, structured with webinars, but yeah, we, we have had social media um, activity for, for a number of years. Yes. The, the publications is available online. Yeah. We have those items as well. Um, but yes, this, this, uh, this digital education platform acts on with something different, something mm-hmm. where we could offer a variety that we never could before. Right. I'm just look. I'm just asking, probing about 
as you had this committee, whether you looked at some of the other things that that your group was doing. Uh, again, I don't know how many different technologies AVMA has stood up, but I'm looking for a process. In other words, you know, you set up a committee, you look at what other associations are doing, you look internally to what you've done in terms of, you know, digitizing a journal or website initiatives. Maybe you have a social media platform like Higher Logic. Did you look internally? Were there lessons to be learned? Was there a head of technology of your group that you asked questions of, that kind of thing? Very close to the, the time that we were um, developing Axon, uh, pretty close to that same time, we were updating our website. And so that was another group, technology people galore, yes. Uh, and so, and then also revamping uh, uh, our post. And, um, you know, we were going through all of that. So I would say one thing I'd say that translates through AVMA that I think was a really good lesson, especially I think that was sparked by the development of Axon and helped with other other items that we developed in this in the space of digital uh, connection is learning to be a bit more nimble, um, looking at our processes to how can we actually develop concepts, uh, plans, ideas, make them a reality and move them uh, along more quickly than potentially a large organization has previously. So I think that was, that was, Axon was a really big lesson, I think, to all of AVMA and in transformation of websites and all and, and communication by looking at what can we do to make sure we have a really, really effective, efficient process, as well as being a bit more nimble before. And what, 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 what can we do to, to, to make that happen, right? So what can we do? Do we need all of these people involved to make it? Do we have smaller groups to make that happen? So I, I, I don't know for sure. I haven't polled all my other uh, folks in the AVMA, but I do believe that how the development of Axon will help with that nimbleness of the organization. So when we look at kind of the nimbleness, a couple examples of moving away from maybe just the webinars that you had previously, do you have a couple of the content types that you guys have added since then? Uh, maybe just to share some examples with the listeners. I tell you, in the, in the early days of Axon, we, we migrated. Some of those webinars I talked to you about, we migrated those over in the early days. That's We did that. And we had a podcast. We did that. And that's kind of what we had. We had some webinars and then a podcast that was really a, a still a live and well pod, podcast. Um, but then we, we also knew from the very beginning we needed to have a variety of, of courses uh, and, uh, to, to meet uh, people's uh, interests. And we knew we, we had a few, we had a list, I do believe, of some certificate programs that we wanted to build. And I do think that and what I learned from all the, my, the association calls uh, when, I, when we were doing our homework is that, you know, we all have these lists and these dreams where we make, want to make happen, right? And, and so I think that we, they were a bit lofty in the very beginning that we want to do all of these things and we want them up like now. We learned along the way, you know, what are those one or two different projects, larger projects that we can do in a year versus trying to do everything and it just not happening. So we learned a whole bunch 
And slowly but surely, we are looking at, you know, what can we do to dust off and, and uh, revive the, our, our dreams before the products that we wanted to build. How would you say membership has taken to the transformation? When you look at the uh, ROI and all those kind of things, too, and one of the things we look for uh, from our members to determine if we, are, if we got that member value, if we were right on about that member value, we were so grateful to receive feedback from our members. And, and then you've got, you've got three activity reports, right? You, so you look at everything from analytics, activity reports, comments, and all that together lets us know, kind of helps us gauge when we get it right, and maybe we could have done a better job, or, and or what are, what's the programming that folks want? What a program, what's the programming that people really don't want anymore? Where do we put our resources, meaning our, our, the capacity of our folks? Are, where are we gonna, what are we really going to do? Where, do? where should we spend our time and, and develop what programming and when? So we, we've learned a whole bunch, and our, getting the feedback from our members has been so valuable. Have you used any of the analytics or metrics to measure or put, I guess, statistics behind the ROI? Yes, we've got, uh, in fact, uh, that was something that we always knew was important at the very beginning, but that has actually morphed throughout time as well. And our analytics become more and more sophisticated all the time. I've got a great group of folks within our marketing team that have just done a, uh, just a fantastic job on actually really looking at so many different kind of analytics. And so and th- that information is so critical. You know, I mean, it's great to make a great um, webinar or certificate program, but you got to look at the numbers. You got to look at those numbers. And um, so again, it helps like, you know, how do we improve something? Um, what do we, how do we, what do we build next? Uh, what do we don't build? So yes, those analytics and then the, and the information we get is, is critical uh, to determine what are we going to do next? So what's the next frontier for you? Well, we are, we're continuing on. As I mentioned, we're dusting off some of those uh, certificate programs we looked at long ago when we wanted to do 10 at once. <laughs> I'm exaggerating. And we knew that wasn't possible. So we're looking at certificate programs. We're looking at how can we include some interactions into some of our, you know, some of the our learning courses we have too. Um, we're learning more and more of what we actually can, uh, some of the functionality, uh, the new functionality that's available now on our, on our platform uh, from our partners. So we're looking at, again, how do we engage with our, with veterinary professionals? What do we, what do they want? We're looking at doing things, not the same old, same old way after two, slightly over two years, but what are those other things with it? that we can really pique people's interest in uh, attending or participating in our content, as well as you know, attend our live sessions and or engage in our CE uh, opportunities 24 seven. So we're looking at certificate programs, maybe I'm not sure what the role of AI is nowadays as far as where we are. We've been talking about AI and uh, the, how interesting that is and how that would can help us. So yeah, we've got a lot of things that we've been talking about. And again, we've learned a lot and much realistic as far as what to develop. And so uh, we're looking at what, what the, the rest of this year looks like and then into next year. Can you talk about how you've used the platform for some of your sister organizations in terms of virtual events and such? Uh, and has that reinforced uh, the decision to put the platform up? Sure. We, uh, at the very beginning, we were talking about uh, collaborations through subportals, and we uh, have not done as many as we thought we would at the time. But again, that's just with everything else that we had hoped on our, on our wish list, our dream list, list to develop. And more to come on that, we'd like to do more, have more collaborations. We see the beauty in collaborations as far as actually having a, associations or, or hosting uh, events on Axon. We've 
we've done uh, one or two, and we've learned from that. I think as the world has learned from those virtual events over the last year. So uh, that's that's been again an area that that we've explored. We'll see what what we do uh, in the future. Do you see the do you see the virtual event format as actually being online education, and do you see that being used more in the future as possibly a a live plus recorded type course, like a workshop was when we all flew to some city and took a workshop together. Do you see the v, virtual event sort of maybe add to, to your arsenal of course types? I've spoken to, to a number of folks and I do see with our AVMA folks and our, our planning, is I see the, the benefit in having a virtual event in addition to in-person. So I believe going forward, AVMA, and I think many of our my friends out there in other associations, meeting um, planners, builders, will include that virtual component. It may not be full tilt boogie conventions or meetings, but I do believe that we've learned something. And I think that, and I, I've kind of believed in this a long, for a long time, even before the, the last year, but I do believe that um, there are some folks that that associations or meetings may be missing that are aren't able to for whatever reason come to a meeting or whatever that there's still that place that could we could we actually ha- help those people realize education um, and not necessarily attend the meeting or whatever I think that the meetings are critical we want to be face to face and that that is it's a, a, a big valuable uh, necessity to, to really meet and I, we're looking forward to that I'm sure all the other associations are as well but again I do think I do think going forward we've learned so much over the last year that there's a, there is a virtual component that would be something I think that um, going forward we will we, we see value with that yeah and perhaps the face-to-face conference organizers and meeting planners have had to collaborate with those in education and perhaps they've learned that this digital education isn't isn't so so bad it may be some type of mixture of, of what we have known about a face-to-face conference and now what we know about virtual events will help educate our membership in the future i, I agree i really do agree i think that whether we like it or not I, you know most folks and you know in uh, working folks uh, experience probably daily some virtual connection and there it, it brought value. And now I don't know if that will ever go away, especially educationally. So uh, I do think that that's in our, in our future. I want to just put a shout out out there to our listeners that um, Deb and I are speaking at the virtual ASAE annual event this year in August. And we're going to talk more about a process of bringing your membership together to move more processes and education online. So I encourage you to attend that session on digital transformation. Thank you so much for joining Deb. That was Dr. Deb Stone, Assistant Director of Continuing Education at the American Veterinary Medical Association. Thank you everyone for tuning in and we will see you next time.